Hello and welcome to this episode of the Dom Joseph Podcast. I am your host, Dom. Some people call me by my full name, you know, that's Dominic. That was usually kind of the name, you know, I got called when things were going hitting the fan, you know, or you're in school or maybe uh, sometimes you go to the airport and they say your full name. That was always uh, an adventure. I remember this one time when I was in middle school, I had a middle name and that middle name I didn't want nobody to know. And I don't know what it is about middle name. There's always that part of, I don't know, everyone's life where they're hiding their middle name. Like, I, I don't want to tell you my my middle name. You know, people are like, oh, what is it? What is it? And, you know, and they you don't want to tell them. And that was me. And I didn't want to tell anyone. But when I got an airline ticket one time, people did know my middle name. And, uh, you know, it was a little embarrassing. We went on a, a class trip and they, they said it. And... That's okay. You know, everyone's going to learn things about you, but I don't know what it was. Hiding your middle name was was something that um I did. And I don't know if you've ever done that. I don't know if you've ever been in a situation where you've seen someone hide their middle name, but that was me. And uh, there's a lot of things I'm sure people don't tell people, and that was one of them I did. But, you know, we're here on this episode of the Dom Just Podcast. Let's get into this episode, and I'm so excited to have everybody here today. And uh, let's do this. Music is special, and I'm glad we came into here with some music. So what has everyone been up to? What have I been up to? Oh, man, I was up in out of the country. And here's the thing. If you're looking at a map, there's a U.S. country as the U.S. country or North America. But if you zoom in and you go to North America and you look at the Pacific Northwest, you have, some would say California, Oregon, Washington, and then you have Canada, and then you have Alaska. That's like the Pacific Northwest. And some people like to throw in Idaho with the Pacific Northwest. And, you know, I don't know where, why people do, but I guess you could throw Idaho in there. But if you're if you're putting Montana in the Pacific Northwest, you're pushing it. Montana's beautiful. They have their own scenery, and they're Montana. Montana's beauty is Montana. But don't be lumping Montana in the Pacific Northwest because it's just not. And But what I was getting at is if you look at the Pacific Northwest, you see... Some of the biggest towns that come to mind, you know, don't get mad at me if you're not from any of these cities and you're, if I leave your city out. But you think Portland, Seattle, and Vancouver. I think Portland, Seattle, and Vancouver are all pretty much in the same ball field. If we were to look at Seattle, Vancouver, and Portland, one of them I think is the a little bit above all. And I think I got to say Vancouver's just a slight bit over Seattle, just only because I think they have things that Seattle doesn't. And that's because they're in a different country. I understand that. There's a lot of different things that they're going to have. But I think the thing that Vancouver slightly edges over Seattle, for me, is the the way the living is there. People are like, oh, you're living on top of one another. That's I don't want to do that. That's not really what I'm getting at. I'm getting at, I think Vancouver has a great... They have great infrastructure for people to live within inside the city. Seattle does a good job of keeping people on the outside of the city, creating kind of like other cities that kind of are little towns that kind of make up Seattle. But I think Vancouver does a good job of having a good um, downtown and 
Um, this is no dig against Seattle because I love Seattle. But I went over there to Vancouver this past week, and that was a, that was a lot of fun. Uh, if you ever have the chance to go to Vancouver and you're from the States, you have a passport, maybe you have a tribal ID and you can cross the border, go check it out. It's uh, nothing really that crazy, not too drastically different, especially if you're a person who doesn't like to go somewhere and it's a complete culture change. So if you're from Seattle or Pacific Northwest and you want to go to Vancouver, it's not like night and day. I will say the one thing I did like about Vancouver when I went, and I have been working on this, you know, they have a washroom, I'm working on it, in hotels on the same floor as your room, or at least the hotel I was in, that is just on the floor. Because a lot of people will be like, oh, I, you know, I got to use the bathroom. They're like, oh, don't use my bathroom to go number two. Some people are like that. I'm not like that. But in Vancouver, when I went, there was like a bathroom that is on that floor for that certain hotel. So like if we were on the fifth floor, there's a fifth floor bathroom like right on the floor that isn't in a room. So it's kind of like a communal dorm bathroom, I guess you could say. And it was nice because if you got to go to the bathroom and you're in a little hotel room, you know, you're not trying to stink it up. Nobody's trying to stink up the hotel room. So I think all hotels should definitely put that bathroom on that floor and no one wants to go down the lobby either so you're in this weird spot like do i gotta go all the way downstairs to take a dump or do i just take a dump and stink it up in here and a lot of people will just say hey i paid the money i'm gonna take a dump wherever i want and which is fine and good on them but there's some people like myself who if everyone's eating in the room you don't want to drop a number two down in the the toilet so i'm very thankful that vancouver or this hotel had a bathroom on the floor for me to go to because then while people were eating in the room I didn't have to drop a number two down in the toilet and stink up the room because I'm not like that and here's the thing when I was a kid I used to not matter I used to not care when people would do gross things when I ate is anybody else grown past that because there was a time where I was able to eat whatever I wanted whatever was going on around me you know someone could be given birth Someone could be taking it out the trash. Someone could be watching dirty jobs. Someone could be, I don't know, changing a diaper. I wouldn't even bat an eye. Nowadays, Grey's Anatomy is on and I'm trying to eat. I don't even want to know if I want to watch it anymore. Or if I want to eat anymore. You know, nowadays I look at something like a video that's slightly gross and I'm eating. I, it almost ruins my appetite. I don't know what hit me. Have I become soft? Am I as soft as a soft serve now? Or am I just like, am I still like the dip cone? I still have a layer to me. Because re- recently it feels like when anything gross comes up, I feel like the soft serve. And, you know, these are lingos I'm creating because that's I'm not in the, the lingo no more. You know, after you turn 25, they're, you're, you're no longer hip with the lingo anymore. I think the latest lingo I know is Riz. And Riz is probably a couple, maybe a year behind. And I, I mean, I could say Riz and Drip, you know, properly in a sentence. But anything past Riz and Drip, uh, I've, I've given up. I'm not part of it no more. So if there's anything past Riz and Drip that I need to be updated on, uh, if you're a younger fan, let me know. Comment below what I need to work on because I, I mean that's not me 
I haven't kept, I mean, I'm not trying to be like, I'm not trying to keep up because I am trying to keep up. But with the lingo, like I can keep up with the clothing trends because it's like, oh, I could buy that. You know, that's, it's attainable. But you can't fix mannerisms. You can't fix some things. Like I'm still like, I was in like 100% swag loading. That was my, that was my era. You know, like nowadays people got riz and stuff and all that and, and drip. And back then we had swag, you know, swag loading 100% was their job occupation. And, you know, now there's a lot of other job occupations. You know, there's a lot of people trying to be entrepreneurs and a lot of people trying to start makeup things and, and detailing cars. And I'm sure that was back then too, but that's what was around back then. We had people trying to party rock all the time. And I know I'm showing my age right now. But I don't think 26 that old. You know, nobody thinks they're that old, but until they really are. And uh, that's where I'm at. So what else has been going on in the world with me? Uh, like I told you, Vancouver, man, that's it's a it was a fun time. So if you ever have any extra time, extra money, go down to Vancouver, check it out. Or I think our dollar is worth like 30 more cents there. So you get a your dollar has a little bit more buying power, but not much. So don't expect like you're going to be balling. And I recently went to a comedy show. That was great. And one of my favorite things about going to comedy shows, I actually went to the some stars of Native American comedy at the Neptune in Seattle. And I got to say, they did a great job. So if you were a comic there and you see this, great job. I'm glad I went. Um, but the thing is I really like about comedy shows is that it puts you in an environment of people just laughing. And obviously it could put you in an environment of people getting upset. But mostly around people who are just there to have a good laugh. And I was there. And my favorite thing is when the com- the comic calls the person out for like interrupting. Because there's a lot of people in the audience who think it's like they're they're asking the hypo- hypothetical question to them. When they're really just saying it as part of their, their set. And comics are always like, hey, it's, it's not really for your answer. I'm just saying this part of the joke because some guy kept interrupting. And I've never really enjoyed people interrupting. And I interrupt people sometimes and I'm trying to work on it. But people who were at the, the comedy shows interrupting, trying to be the the center of attention. And just I love it when they get called out because it's like it puts them in their place. I think hum- humility and being humbled is something we should all be humbled by. Not necessarily comics, I think in real life. And that kind of segues into recently, you know, if I'm going to come on here and I'm going to talk about the good things that go down in my life, I'm going to have to talk about the bad things as well. And, you know, like it's just like in sports, you know, you're the captain of the team, you're the captain of the team and everyone loves when you hit the game winning shot, you're the cool guy. But when you miss the game winning shot, you got to be held accountable too. And um, recently I was actually denied admission to a school I was applying to for my PhD. And it was kind of like bittersweet because I was really pumped and excited. And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm on this, I'm on this course and I'm ready to dive in. And I put a lot of hard work into it. So I, I should get in. And unfortunately they didn't, they didn't admit me. And I was kind of sitting here like really kind of butt hurt. You know, that that's the right word, butt hurt. And Here's to give you guys some history. I've gotten no's from schools before. And some people, when they hear the word no or that you're not allowed in, 
they can go one or two ways. You go, okay, I'm never doing that again, which is fine. And that's healthy for certain situations. But there's other situations that you could turn around and go, okay, well, I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep going at it until it happens. And that could be unhealthy too. But I heard no from a, a Wazoo when I first applied there. I remember when I first applied to Wazoo, I got a big no. I got a big, hey, you don't got it. You know, you don't got all the things and you're not admitted. Sorry. And I would always hear how easy it was to go into Wazoo. All these people in, um, where I lived here in Washington were like, oh, Wazoo's so easy to get into. You know, you know, you can get in with a 2.0 GPA. And I had like a 2.5 and I didn't get in. And I was really upset, and I was like, well, I didn't get in there, so how could I get in? I went the other route, and I, I know if you guys have heard this story before, don't feel like you have to listen to the whole thing, but I went around it and said, okay, well, how can I get into, so they, they do say yes. So I got the direct transfer agreement, and that basically means they have to say yes. Then, um, that next year, actually, I applied to UW. Or no, prior to that, when I was out of high school, I applied to UW, which was a harder school to get into. And they said no. So two of the schools that I now have degrees from both said no to me at first. And I was really like heartbroken and butthurt. I remember when I first went to Wazoo, um, I went for a visit with my buddy. And he's been on the pod before. Shout out to him. And I got this Wazoo gear at the gift shop. I came home, applied, and I was excited because I thought I was going to get in, and I knew I was because I was hearing people like, oh, you'll get in for sure. And I didn't. And I I donated all my Wazoo stuff, and I was mad. And and eventually, like years later, I ended up graduating from there. And I'm hoping that's what I can turn into this denial from, I'll just say UW, from the PhD, into possibly just going in harder. And... You know, you lose a football game and you it's your rival. You want to beat them next time. You want to work harder to play harder and not let it happen again. And I feel like that's what I'm at now. And it doesn't necessarily mean what I wrote was horrible or my references weren't good or my time I put in wasn't worth it. But it just means like it wasn't that time. And I hope people know when like something like this happens not to dwindle down into the drain. Because you can. And if you hold yourself accountable, keep your head up high and go, I can do this. It's just going to take me a little bit more time. That's how I think some things could definitely help you out in the future. And so if you're, if you've gotten a no from something that you were really looking forward to, just take it as something. It wasn't, it wasn't the right time because there's, there's a right time for everything. And the guy upstairs, he's saying, Hey, I know what's going to go down and I'm going to basically figure out what's going to happen. And that's what's happening. You can't control it. So I can't control admissions. I can't control people letting me do something that I want to do. But I can control about being that person and doing that studying without having the need to be looked at for, as a PhD student from that school. You could still do those things to get ready. And I know this is turning into like a motivation thing, but that's what I'm going to do. And I, I feel like I've, I've, I've heard this line from my cousin. I don't know if he wants me to say his name. So I'm going to respect his, his, um, his animosity here, or, you know, to leave him anonymous. He says, there's a lot of people who stand in line and wait and waiting to be chief. 
There's a lot of people out here who are just waiting to be that person. And they're waiting for that moment to be given to them to be that scholar, that leader, that parent, that friend, that coworker, business. Oh, I'll, I'll start working harder when I get a new backdrop. I'll start working harder when I get a new mic. But it's actually really the opposite. If I sat here and said, oh, I'm only going to study that certain thing in my thesis as soon as I get into UW, then what's the point of even studying it? It just shows that you're not that interested in it unless you are getting something out of it. So now, I mean, I think it kind of even lit a lit a fire under more so like, of okay, well, maybe I got to start. Maybe this is, maybe I treat this as a yes in another way. A yes as in, or a no as in, you know, you could start it on your own. And that may be more beneficial. Because if we're going to go down a list and say things that really, you know, our society needs to figure out, it's our institutions and our, our education. Why do I need the, why do I need the recognition from a predominantly white institution to study things that are Native American? I don't know. I don't know why that is. And maybe that's, this is the world saying, hey, you don't need their, you don't need their, uh, and this is obviously coming from a person who already has, you know, other degrees from other schools. So like, I know I sound like a hypocrite, but maybe it took some, some time to learn those things. And, um, not saying that these degrees haven't helped me at all. They have. And I think if you are Native American and you are looking to get into college and you're on the fence, but I think you should do it and not necessarily because, oh, you're going to learn everything and, you know, uh, you're going to become getting lots of money from it. You're going to get jobs because that's not guaranteed either. I just think meeting people and connecting with people is a big thing. And I think college is a good, good pot for that, like melting pot for that. I think you could still say melting pot. I don't know if I'm going to get canceled for that. But um, like I told you before, like, man, if I get canceled and it means I was saying something that I meant, I mean, that's that's the truth, man. And I don't mean that in a mean way. Like, I'm going to start saying everything from uh, just to be canceled. But that's the truth. Um, what else we got? Yeah, stagnancy. You know, um, that can happen. Here now, you just start letting go. You can't let go, man. You got to keep going. And um, time keeps going and time keeps ticking faster for dogs, man. Dogs are, dogs go through it, man. They're getting old so quick. And it's so sad to see a dog that you've had, you know, your whole life get old. You know, that's, that's a pain. Some people don't like getting dogs because of that pain of dogs getting older because you eventually lose them. And that's like everything, you know, you eventually, we're all going to, we're all going to die. And oh man, I mean, if you got an older dog, man, who's getting old, man, give him a hug, buy him a new tennis ball, you know, let him eat some scraps or something. I mean, I don't know about the scraps thing. Cause I know I've heard like, don't feed them bad food. Cause that doesn't really do anything for them. But man, it's, it's hurts to see an old dog, man. You ever see like, Oh man, here's lucky. He's 15. Man. Lucky needs, lucky needs a new ball, man, or something because he's hurting. You know, and when I see an old dog, man, and they're in pain, it's, it's, it's hurtful. It's like when you go to the casino and you see someone gamble their last check kind of, and it's hard for, you know, you're, you're sitting next to this old dog that you like, say it's your friend's, your friend's old dog and you know, his, his day's coming 
they say, hey, man, don't feed them. And you're just, let me feed them, you know. Let me give them a year. You know, if I, if I could give some clock, some time, like that one movie Justin Timberlake was in where you can give time to somebody for them to live, I'm not joking. You know, my empathetic person in me would be like, I'm going to give some time to this dog. Honestly. You know, this dog, he he's a, he's a real one. And I know a lot of people would, man. I know a lot of people love their dogs. I love dogs, man. And I want to get one, and I... I can't get one in this apartment I'm in. And I think it's a good thing because, oh, man, I, I, I would I'd be spending a lot of money on a dog if I had one. And maybe it's not time for a dog. And that's what that's another thing. Maybe it's not time. And that's true, though. If I had, some, if I had a dog, man, and I could give time, you know I would. And I'm sure a lot of people would, too. If you can give your dog an extra year, of their prime or, you know, a year of them feeling good. I know people would. So that's why you, I think you should feed them good food. You know, they're, they're eating every day. Say for instance, you were a dog and someone said, all right, I'm going to give you McDonald's every day. And, you know, we'll walk you sometimes and see how you'd feel. You know, you're not going to live that long doing that way. But hey, someone gives me a good meal prep plan. They said, if we're going to walk you a little bit more than not usual, I think I would be all right. And I know there's, you know, there's diseases and stuff, but you know, yeah, hug your, hug your old dog a little bit more, man. That's, uh, them squabites. That's dog in, uh, the shoot seed, man. Protect them squabites out there, man. They're, they're getting old. They're getting old quick too. Every seven years, man, to them is our one. So give him a hug, man. Give him a new toy. Uh, you know, tell them they're they're bad dog. Tell them they're good. You know, like they're bad. Bad is in like they're tough. Like you're a bad dog, man. No one wants to mess with you today. They like hearing that. I don't know about girl dogs. Maybe girl dogs like to hear that. You know, maybe in a. I don't know girl dogs. I don't. I mean, I've actually I have a girl dog. But I don't I don't connect with her the same way I would probably connect with a boy dog. I don't know I don't know where I'm I don't know where I'm getting with this, but you know what I mean. Um what else has been going on? Yeah, man, you know, par- um I was actually driving around Seattle and it looks like they were having uh parallel parking Olympics down there. And some guy won. Cuz out here, man, it's like a game of Tetris of parking your car. And you got to do it on a hill too, and it's it's nuts. I mean, I saw people holding up signs and cheering, and and the the bad thing is, is you could really hold up traffic if you don't know how to parallel park, and that's what I think gets half the people. You know, you tell someone to parallel park and there's no one around, they're they're stress free. You can make as many mistakes as you want, but you have a four car pileup when it's raining, dark on a hill in Seattle. Not many people are going to dial in. And I'm just going to say, I'm one of those people who dials in. Sometimes you have to just dial in and just hold up traffic for a bit in parallel park because that's just, you know, being a brave person. Some people don't got it in them. You know, there's some people who have semi-braveness. Semi-braveness to me is when you, you know, you say you're going to park and you got people behind you and you mess up and you just, you bail out and you leave. That's that false confidence right there. 
you know, you're just meeting a new friend and they do that. It's, hey man, let me out. You know, I, I don't want to go to the, the pink elephant car wash today, man. I, I thought I was going to, but you can't even parallel park on this hill. You know, I, I think I got to go. And that's the truth. You know, some people can't parallel park and there's nothing wrong with that. Now that now they have like AI who do do it for you. But if you can't do it on your own, man, don't, I know I, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to go to Pike Place no more if you can't do that. You know, I'll I'll get my own flowers and I'll I'll grab my own pepperoni stick when I'm down at the the market. You know, and I love Seattle, man. I'm I'm Seattle's my favorite city still to this day, and I know I'm biased. I know, but I'm uh, I'm not going anywhere. And um, that's my thing is I've I've always like people have always like wanted to go and be big somewhere in a different city, whether that be New York, whether that be Los Angeles, whether that be Vancouver or Houston or Louisiana or Minnesota, like just other cities. They want to be big or Oklahoma. You know, a lot of natives, oh, I want to move to Oklahoma and make it big. You know, I want to be, I want to be that person. Why don't you start where you're from, man? Like I know there's trauma. Some people got, hey, I don't want to be here no more because traumatic events, that's different. But it's like, I'm from Seattle, man. I want to be, I want to be known here at home and those places, you know, and maybe that's just how I think. And I'm just a hometown guy, man. I love it here. I love the rain. I love uh, parallel parking on the hills. I love the Fremont troll. Uh, you know, I like sitting in traffic. I like uh, Dick's hamburgers and uh, I like Nirvana. That's me. You know, I, I like being from Seattle, man. That's just who I am. And uh, I like being around all the other natives around here. And um, what else, you know, it's that's the truth. You don't need much more than that. Um, what else we got? Let's see here. I got like one last little note on here. Um, let's see. I think I hit it all. Vancouver differences. Uh, don't. Oh, yeah. This is my last thing here for my gym goers. I know I got some gym goers here. And uh, don't hide from that incline bench today, man. I know a lot of people like to do chest and triceps together, right? They're like, all right, I'm on a bench today. I'm going to do my, my triceps. I'm going to do my dips. And, you know, they do whatever else they want to do. But don't hide from that incline bench now. Lots of people like to hide from that incline bench. Go on that incline bench today and get a good workout because the flat bench, hey, it's good. Decline bench too, great. But don't hide from that incline. A lot of people like to hide from it. Um, but, yeah, I will see you guys next week. And um, shout out to the Hawks, too, Tlaib Hawks. You know, you guys are killing it. You guys are Tlaib Heritage Hawks. They're going far in the state in the 1B. Hope you guys keep playing good. I'll be commentating still. And um, I'll see you guys all next week. Wait. Wait.